And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, Dr. John Vance, pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern. Glad to be with you again, Dan. Well, it's good to have you here, Pastor Vance, on this Saturday. You know, last week we were exploring Christian persecution in the world, and um, coupled with that whole thing of persecution is uh, really the driving force behind it. What is the root cause in terms of causing the Christians to want to share the gospel, to want to witness? And uh, today we want to take a look at missions. We want to review the Great Commission. And uh, by way of starting us off, here is the Great Commission. Perhaps you've heard it before. It comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28. It's fairly short. Yes, it's uh, it's actually in many places uh, mm. in the New Testament, but it's the most famous places in Matthew 28. And it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Marvelous and promise there. It is. And that's the Great Commission. Uh, inherent in that, uh, Dan, is, uh, is simply a, a uh, non-threatening, if you will, presentation of Jesus Christ to the world, what he did for us. The gospel is good news, and Christians are never called to advance the cause of Christ through any violent means. Right or even to manipulate people, we are to announce good news to the world. Appreciate you adding that, not even to manipulate people. No. One of the frustrations I have is when I flip through the TV set now and then, come across a so-called Christian broadcast, and many times it's just mere manipulation, and it just burns me up. But the gospel of Christ is freely presenting. Well, Paul said he would not use worldly devices yeah, to yeah. proclaim the gospel. And That's right. It's, um, it's, it's, it is good news. And, yeah, um, but when we talk about persecution, for instance, and we did last week, persecution actually arises simply because the message itself uh, is resisted, of course, by a sinful heart. It is. We come into this world as, uh, as sinners, and all of us possess that sin nature, don't we? And uh, it's uh, through the Holy Spirit that he breaks down those barriers and we're able to behold our interest in Christ Jesus and Mm. his uh, death and resurrection on our behalf. In fact, last week you were reviewing uh, Stephen uh, as he preached Mm -hmm. to the council there in Mm -hmm. Acts 7 and Acts 6 and 7. And the response of the people to Stephen, such that uh, the scripture says that they were cut to the heart. They gnashed at him with their teeth. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was an example of, of hatred coming out mm-hmm. in response to the gospel message. Mm-hmm. Um, missions, it's huge. Sometimes there's uh, missions organizations. It seems, though, that the ideal is if, if missions flows right from the church itself, and not that these other mission organizations are not important, and groups like Redeemer Broadcasting aren't important, but it seems like the primary uh, thrust comes from the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ itself. 
Can you comment on that yeah, just a little the, bit? The, the Great Commission, uh, while it can certainly be applied to an individual, is actually mm. given to a community called the church. And the church is responsible for not only the worship of God and the discipline and education of the people of God, but we mm. are also responsible for proclaiming the good news of Christ, for, mm. for mission activity. Yeah. And and not simply in in terms of good deeds, that's very important, mm-hmm. but also to proclaim verbally the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ in word and deed. Mm. God mentions in this great commission his sign and seal of his covenant of grace in terms of baptism. Mm-hmm. Uh, that obviously is very important to God, isn't it? Such that when these people believe on Jesus, they receive the sign, they receive the seal that they indeed are God's child. The baptism is that unique sign that God gives us that we belong to him, Mm. that he has pledged himself to us Mm. in Jesus Christ. So that is part of the Great Commission to baptize. Yeah, and then another part is the uh, education, the training, the teaching, the the, the discipleship uh, of these people. And uh, it's a a grandiose, really, picture. Uh, Jesus... You know, he could have said, well, go into the next town. I think he does in another context. But here he's talking about the whole world. Uh, Go into all the nations. And I'm thinking, well, what did we see? And I know we have only a couple of minutes before we have to take a break. Maybe we can fit it in. At the very beginning, after Stephen, we have the early church. Uh, What kind of spread What we see is is a kind of plan in the book of Acts where they are to take the gospel. In fact, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 is kind of an outline of the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. And the gospel, first of all, was proclaimed in Jerusalem and then Judea and then Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It's uh, a series of concentric circles as they moved out Mm -hmm. from Jerusalem and, and Pentecost. In other words, they were spreading... Uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they did take Jesus at his word that they were to go into all the world and to proclaim the Mm -hmm. good news to every creature. And you really need to be a Christian to do that. I know I'm stating the obvious, but those words of our Lord, which are recorded in Acts 1.8, he says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon Mm -hmm. you. So you need to be born again of the Spirit of God. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just have head knowledge, but truly know our Lord. And uh, he will empower you to obey him. Um, This is a sidelight, and uh, I just want to throw this in here, too, regarding the Great Commission, um, primarily flowing from the church, and the church does the baptizing. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's just simply this, and I know it's just so obvious, it's a shame to even state it, the church remains until the last day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, like get done away with, as one popular radio guy is telling us, that God is done with the church. No, he's not done with his church. Look at the Great Commission. That's it's right. obvious. It's a, it's a pernicious, yeah. uh, a, should I say, falsehood Yeah, uh, to talk about the church in those terms. This is the bride of Christ, <laughs> and it will remain faithful doing its job until the Lord comes for her. Amen. Well, with that, we will take a short break. Today we're talking about missions and the gospel spreading around the world. And we trust that 
Today's broadcast will encourage your heart. Last week we talked about persecution, and uh, today we're talking about missions. Stay with us. We'll be right back the other side of the break. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Ellendorf, and joining me in the studio today is Dr. John Vance of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern. Happy to be here, Dan, with you and your audience today. Well, it's a, it's a delight to have you in the studio today on a Saturday. We've been talking about the Great Commission and about missions. You know, last week we talked about uh, persecution around the world. You know, one of the stories that we came across last week, didn't even have time to, to mention, uh, was actually an older story from a man who really knew that he was going to be martyred. Uh, his name, I'm not sure if I can pronounce it correctly, was Mehdi Debaj, or Debaj. And anyway, this, this really comes from Iran, um, which you pointed out, John, was ancient Persia. But this gentleman back, um, I guess it was in 1993, he had become a Christian. 
Yet in 1993, an Islamic court in the city of Sarai condemned him to die. And uh, the charge was apostasy, mm-hmm. that uh, this, this man had abandoned Islam and had embraced Christianity. And, of course, that means that the Great Commission was being carried out. God was being faithful to his promise that the gospel would spread. But this man wrote a testimony. And I'm, I'm just going to um, read part of this. It shows you how powerful the gospel is to think that this man was converted to Christianity. He, he writes, I am a Christian, he goes, As a sinner, I believe Jesus has died for my sins on the cross, and by his resurrection and victory over death, has made me righteous in the presence of holy God. And then he goes on in his testimony. He says, I have been charged with apostasy. Um, He says, The invisible God who knows our hearts has given assurance to us as Christians that we are not among the apostates who will perish, but among the believers who will have eternal life. He goes on, he says, they say, you are a Muslim, you have become a Christian. It's interesting now what he says. He says, this is not so. For many years I had no religion. After searching and studying, I accepted God's call and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ in order to receive eternal life. He writes, people choose their religion, but... A Christian is chosen by Christ. He says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Uh Since when did he choose me? He chose me before the foundation of the world. People say, You were a Muslim from your birth. God says, You were a Christian from the beginning. He states that he chose us thousands of years ago, even before the creation of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a bold man, isn't he? Uh, And he was martyred. He was. Um, he was. Now, in, in uh, Sharia countries, um, it is a capital crime in many of them. Uh, in, in, in the public law, it is a capital crime to mm-hmm. convert uh, to Christianity mm. and to receive Christian baptism. Uh, it, that's true in, in Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia. It's true in Iran. It's also true in a country like Egypt. Isn't that interesting? Uh, a so-called yeah. moderate country like yeah. Egypt. But you cannot convert. Now, you can convert anyone to, to Islam, but you cannot convert any Muslim to another faith, particularly mm-hmm. Christianity. That's usually the only other alternative. Yeah. And, um, and that is uh, considered a betrayal of the country and the society. And I find it fascinating that you mentioned when they receive baptism. And I'm reminded back again of that Great Commission, that you believe and you're baptized. Uh, this is the external sign that the world sees that we belong to Jesus well, Christ. Well, remember that in Islamic countries, uh, Jesus is considered a great prophet, so you can talk a great deal about him, mm-hmm. in, even in glowing terms. In some cases, they have uh, uh, blasphemy laws that extend even to the name of Jesus. Mm. But the point is, you can't be baptized in his name and receive him as the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Baptism is the sign that they go, official sign they go by. Yeah, it really is. That's the sign of your conversion. That's the tell-all right there. Mm-hmm. That means you mean business. Well, um, today we're talking about missions and the Great Commission. And uh, there's great uh, encouragement in Scripture to uh, believe God for great things. Um, I'm not one to walk around pessimistically uh, regarding God and His plan. 
because we know that God is is doing a great work in this world. Um, we first of all we see it in the Scripture that He wants and will do a great work in this world. But secondly, we have the um, evidence from current events that God is powerfully spreading His gospel. Sometimes we might get discouraged here in this country. We see things uh, largely out of control at, at a federal level. Uh, we see uh, people cursing the name of Christ and uh, casting down um, the Christian faith, and yet God is working. You know what? I believe if he doesn't work here, he'll just work elsewhere, because he, he is the Lord God Almighty. I'm reminded of um, a great psalm of Scripture. Actually, they're all great. But this one, Psalm 110, it's a psalm of David, and it says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. And I like to think that God, by the gospel of Jesus Christ, is powerfully advancing his rule in the hearts of men and women around this globe, and he uses that great commission as his people obey him and share the gospel with others. Uh, I'd like to pick up on that uh, in this way uh, so that people don't get discouraged. You know, the early church, we we think it almost was like an explosion, but it wasn't. Sociologists now have tracked the growth of Christianity in the first three centuries. Hmm. And uh, the way that Christianity spread, according to a sociologist at Baylor by the name of Rodney Stark, is that it spread uh, through your acquaintances, one telling another about Jesus Christ. And if you were to check the progress and growth of Christianity after about 100 years, it wasn't all that significant. But by the end of 300 years, it was significant enough that Constantine, of course, took the action that he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christianity was recognized as official religion, and the persecution ended. Uh, but it grew fairly slowly, and mm-hmm. it grew from one person telling another uh, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, Christianity, uh, no doubt, is growing more rapidly today than at any time in its history. It is absolutely astounding taking place. I want to emphasize that, because it, it's not evident. Uh, we, we get so used to watching maybe a news channel, reading the newspaper, and kind of pessimistic, like I said before. Is that really true, that the gospel is spreading powerfully and quickly in other nations? Well, we're a secular country, yeah. so they're not going to report in the news yeah. that the Church of Jesus Christ has grown by 10,000 in China today. Mm. <laughs> mm. No one is interested in that. Chinese are not, neither are yeah. our elites. Yeah. Let me say a word about elites. You know, we live in a country that one another sociologist one time described uh, in this way. If the most religious a place on earth is India, and it's very religious there. And the least religious place on earth is Sweden, and mm. it probably is. Then this sociologist described America as a bunch of Indians ruled by Swedes. <laughs> now, what that means is that our elites are totally non-religious for the yeah, most part. Yeah. 
they they talk a little religion because you know in in a lot of Americans are very religious. Sometimes it helps when it comes time to get elected. Oh yes, if if you make a little show and you go to the national church in Washington or something and you make play, it look you play good. the religion card. You play the religion card right before the elections. It always works. We always get deceived us Christians that way. But uh, not all of our our, <laughs> our uh, ruling class happens to be uh, non-Christian and hostile mm. to Christianity. But there's a significant number, not just our politicians, but those at the levers of power in society mm-hmm. who who run the cultural institutions and the major universities. Yeah. There's a great hostility towards Christianity. Yeah. And that's significant. Uh, in Texas, just let me follow on this for a mm. second. Uh, there was a lawsuit by Christians against book publishers because they were promoting Islam in the text. In fact, Islam had ten times the amount of space that, that when they Isn't referred to Christianity. Amazing? Christianity was being denigrated. Mm. Now, you say, how could that happen in a country where supposedly 87% of the people are yeah. some kind of Christian? Yeah. It's because... The 13% is very hostile hmm. and often at the levers of power in society. That is a very good insight, um, the levers of power. And also it becomes a challenge. Um, you parents out there who are raising up men and women of God, the future leaders of this country, encourage your children to get a very good education where Christ is at the root of knowledge that it's biblical knowledge and build off of that, but encourage them to become the future leaders of this land because we need them at the levers of power and uh, it will be a great blessing to others. I do see uh, an increasing awareness of this disparity. Mm. And uh, I hear, uh, of course, a lot today on the airwaves. And I I think there are movements in the country that are taking this into account. Mm. And if we don't, Uh, It's going to be devastating uh, in the long term. Uh, I'm not talking about debt and things like that. I'm talking about culturally. Yeah. But I'm struck, too, uh, going back to uh, you're going to share some information there with us regarding various lands and how the gospel is spreading. Um, Here's an allusion to that, I think, from Isaiah. It says, Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains uh, and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. I think God wants to do a great work in this world of his and he's spreading his gospel. We are not to get discouraged. We are not to get discouraged. I think you've got some examples there. Yes, uh, I don't have a list, but I have it off the top of my head. I've been (laughs) thinking about this for a while. Yeah, Uh, The gospel is spreading at a rate that is unparalleled in human history. Christianity is growing. It may be growing more rapidly than Islam. You know, we keep hearing oh about the birth rate among yeah. Muslim countries, That's right. and the birth rate is extraordinarily high. Mm-hmm. But there's also an extraordinarily high conversion rate to Christianity around the world. Let's take Africa. Mm. The Anglican Church is booming in Africa. Praise the Lord As for that. As a matter of fact, the you might say the center of power is shifting to Africa. There mm. are there are Christians in this country who are now working and serving under African bishops and missionaries. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing thing. Uh, the Pentecostal movement in many parts of the world is growing very rapidly. In mm. South America, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, in China, uh, we don't know how how rapidly Christianity has grown. Mm-hmm. We know that there are at least by the most conservative estimates that there are sixty seven million 
Christians in China. About 50, in China. About 50 million Protestants and about 17 million Roman Catholics. That's fascinating because it was only a few years ago I had read the statistic and it was at 50 million. And you're 67. saying now it's 67. And it may be 100 million. We don't know. <laughs> These house churches are yeah. not counted. Yeah. In India, there are whole uh, outcast tribes and villages converting to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend who runs an orphanage in the north of India. We support them, in fact. Uh, and they're the children of outcasts and, and uh, so forth. Mm. Uh, they're not educated and uh, no interest in educating them, but Christian missionaries are. Mm. Um, it, it's it's amazing. Korea. Do you realize that Korea is now about, uh, of all the religious believers, about 50% of them are, are Christians. 50%. Nearly Imagine 50. if that was the case in America. It's it's probably the most dynamic country wow. on the face of the earth for preaching the gospel. It makes me feel like going out and buying a Korean car. My car <laughs> is on its last legs now, and I, I've been thinking about that. We should not judge everything by Western Europe and America. You bet. You bet. This reminds me of uh, uh, an allusion in the New Testament when uh, Christ is talking about the gospel uh, like a mustard seed and how that um, it starts off very small. We've all seen the little tiny mustard seed. And uh, the parable occurs in Matthew 13. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown... It is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. My. Just, a, just a marvelous picture of the spread of the gospel. We are to be encouraged, dear listener friend. Jesus Christ is more powerful than false religions. He is the way, the truth, and the life. By his Spirit, he will take the gospel and bring men, women, boys, and girls to himself. Uh, we're reminded of... Uh, what we've read in, for example, Acts 2. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. What a marvelous, gracious Mm -hmm. God we have, that he empowers us to serve him in witnessing. I see we're out of time already for this broadcast today. We've been talking about missions and how thankful we are that God is advancing his gospel worldwide. We are not to be discouraged. We may feel discouraged here in this country right now, but God is doing a work in this entire world. Praise be to God. Mm -hmm. In the studio today with me has been Dr. John Vance, pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Please look for us online at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. This broadcast is posted there for download free of charge. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. May our Lord richly bless you today with His grace and His peace as you serve Him.